Hello, and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight, we are joined by Natasha Hughes-Smith. Welcome to the room, Natasha. How are you this evening? I am great, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It'll, it's, I believe it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> Let me start my timer. We start my timer. We do a 20-minute podcast. It goes pretty quick. It kind of makes you wanting for more, and that's the way I like it. <laughs> so um, a podcaster. You're a podcaster as well. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I'm primarily an author, but on my podcast, I like to talk about, obviously, my own books. I like to interview other authors. Sometimes I might talk about movies. So it's just uh, little short conversations. And I give updates to uh, my readers on what may be coming up for me as far as releases or um, community outings. Nice. So when, when about did you start your podcast? I started it in 2021, in the fall of 2021. At that point, I was uh, publishing my second novel. And I thought it would be another avenue to try to, you know, get more readers, to get more uh, people interested in what I was doing. All right. I understand that. Um, it's a very nice way to be able to interact with a lot of other authors. I, I see that as well. I mean, we happen to do that here. <laughs> um, so with your story based on a dream you had um, 15 years ago, Tell me when you started to truly think of yourself as a writer. Um, probably after I actually published the first novel. I've always enjoyed storytelling, um, be it you know in the oral tradition as well as writing. And mm -hmm. um, at the time in 2008, when I initially began uh, Reflections, I was at a crossroads trying to find some um connection some uh sense of purpose or success i was laid off and so um i always have very vivid dreams and the very basic premise of reflections is based on a dream i had one night right well that's interesting so as a thriller romance author um take us on how about modeling your characters comes about well, I want my, I don't follow, at least I don't believe I follow a, um, I try to make my characters realistic. Some of the, the issues that the characters deal with are things I've seen other people deal with. Some of the characters have a, a small aspect of something I might've been experiencing at the, in the, at the time that I started writing the story or in the past. So I really try to make the characters realistic where someone and relatable, where somebody could relate to the characters and either see themselves or someone they know. But of course, you know, my characters, because it is suspenseful, you know, romance thrillers, they are making some dramatic, doing some, making some dramatic choices that the average person probably wouldn't make. But right. um, their feelings and the things that they're reacting to are things that a lot of us experience. Yeah. So, um, first question that comes to my mind, uh, does any of your friends or your connections say, Hey, that's me in that book. <laughs> no, fortunately not. And okay. 
right now it's probably a little bit of me and right. a lot of characters more so than anybody else. Um, but I just want the character to be relatable. I want it to be real. I want the characters to be smart. I don't want a reader to read the story and, and say, well, that was done. Why didn't they do X, Y, and Z? I want to be very thoughtful in what I have the characters do. Um, mm -hmm. Right. I can understand that. I find sometimes when I'm writing, um, like if I write any bit of action, I'll find myself moving with it and try to figure out, okay, how would I actually do this? You find yourself doing that as well? Yeah, I think it's good to think of, you know, what you would do in a situation. Otherwise, you're just writing, everything is just writing to um, get the, the end result that you want to get to. You need to think of, okay, well, what if they counteract this way? You know, and think of something smart that the character would have to do to counteract that action. And I think that's when you have more realistic scenes or dialogue, not just trying to move the story to a certain, along a certain plot or to a certain ending. Right. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it makes sense. I, I fully understand what you're talking about. So now correct me if I'm getting this pronunciation wrong. Is it beyond, bought, Bianchi or Bianchi? Is it Bianchi? I, I had to look it up. It's a, a, a rarely <laughs> used Italian name because I didn't want to use a typical Italian name. It's Bianchi. Bianchi. Okay. All right. So let me let me put that a little bit out there on top so I don't miss do it again. So Bianchi, the reflection series. Let's talk. Um, the most difficult. What is the most difficult thing you found about writing this series? Um, well, I wanted, I, I thought I had a good book, a good story with reflections. And I just wanted the second one, which is Wealth of Lies, to be just as good or better. Mm -hmm. And I find that the pressure um, can be the toughest thing to get through. Oh, so yeah. Wealth, oh, yeah. Wealth of Lies, I thought, oh, wow. When the, the a voice actor was doing the scenes and I was listening to the playback, I thought, wow, did I write that? So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I said on Bianchi, it was even, I felt it was even more pressure and I had to try to, to calm myself and just focus on the story and not, um, you know, like that sophomore issue where you're trying to beat the previous work. Yeah. I just wanted all the stories to be as good or better than the previous one. Right. And I have to remind myself that currently as I'm working on the fourth and final piece of the, of the series, it's just to focus on telling a good story right. and not think about what, you know, the readers they have there, they want follow up on this character, that character, and I can't um, be tied to that. I have to focus on the story that I want to tell and mm -hmm. um, just get that story out there. Right. Uh, I I, I do audibles as well. Um, I have a little bit of a studio here, so I do my own recordings. And I know what you're, oh, well, thank you. Um, I know what you're saying about listening to yours. I mean, listening to the book after. You have a, you're lucky to have an actor do it. So I, when I'm reading, I submerse myself in trying to get the emotions and everything like that. But then I go back and I re-listen to what I've did. 
holy crap, I wrote that. (laughs) So I fully understand what you're saying. I'm like, I'm a mad genius. (laughs) So I I'm right. I fully, yeah, you're not, you're not alone. Some, I mean, and I guess that's proud. And I think the best way you can write a book is write something that you yourself want to read. And I think that's the best way to do it because then you enjoy it so much better. Um, yeah. That way it doesn't become work. No, I, right. I always try to save the endings as I'm writing them. So for me, it's like, oh yeah, well now what happens? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like a new book every time. Nice. So as we talk about, uh, I'm gonna try it again, Bianchi. Is that my saying right? Okay, yes. cool. As we talk about Bianchi, the reflection series, tell us about the premise of the series for those who aren't familiar with your work. Well, um, the first one is reflections, and it basically just looks at whether you're willing to sacrifice to get what you want. And that theme kind of flows into the next one, which is wealth of lies. Um, Bianchi is represents the mob family that's mentioned throughout the series. And I fell in love with the character when um, I wrote about him in Wealth of Lies. And so I thought, well, let's give him his own story uh, 15 years later. A mature man, 40, taking over the family business. And, you know, he had gotten tired of the Playboy ways. He's the only one in his little crew who's not married and settled down. And so he's starting to really think about what he wants out of life, the legacy he wants to leave behind. And he's at a crossroads trying to maintain the power of the mob that has been established as Detroit, his world changes. And so um, basically that's where he is. And he meets a young woman, uh, Victoria, who for her reasons of her own, she's just decided that she's just settled into a simple life of being the daughter of a meat market owner. And that's going to be her world, her life. And until she meets uh, Ricky Bianchi and discovers there's so much more to life than just uh, slicing meat. Mm. So, um, so it's just I, the all of the series is based on love. Um, I, I feel like love is is so important. We all need touch. We all need love, and then everything else is happens as a result of those love affairs. So the the romance, I say, is the catalyst that gets everything going. All the action, the drama, it's all based on these people trying to maintain this love that they found or this love that they want to, to have. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an interesting premise. Uh, everything is based on love. And as of that love, everything else results from that. Can you give me an example? Uh, from the story? Um, yes. Without giving away too much and wealth lies, uh, Josephine falls in love with the patriarch Bernard Barrington, which is the family that's, that flows and is mentioned throughout the series. And she's a young woman trying to get from under the thumb of her mother. And when she falls in love with Bernard and realizes the world that he has at his disposal that he can give to her, she's willing to give it up. Her, her past, everything that she has held dear she's willing to sacrifice it and so um as that story unfolds you realize just how great the sacrifice is 
um, and you realize that his family has also made some sacrifices. And the title Wealth Lies uh, came to me because in reflecting, John Barrington, who is the son of Bernard Barrington, says that their family, the wealth is built on a foundation of lies. And so as I finished writing Reflections and started writing the prequel, which takes place in 1955, by the way, Wealth of Lies, I started thinking, well, what could those lies be? And so that's when I came up with the title, Wealth of Lies. Ah, I got you. I'm looking at uh, your covers. Tell me about that. Where does the, rec the cover work stem from? Well, you know, sometimes you have a, um, a, 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 a image in your head and you can't mm -hmm. quite... If you're not working on it yourself, you can't quite communicate it. So Reflections is not the cover that I had envisioned. Mm -hmm. um, what I had envisioned probably would look like a psychological thriller more than anything. <laughs> so I've learned as I worked on the second and third book that the cover is so very important because a lot of people look at Reflections and they think it's like a self-help book because they see a woman reflecting in the mirror. Um, but it's all symbolic because at mm -hmm. the beginning of the story, she is reflecting in the mirror and she's thinking back on all the choices and the things that happened and how she landed at that particular point in her life. Um, and so with Wealth of Lies, I had a lot of hit or misses. I, you know, had a different work, <laughs> different name for the book entirely when I first started. Um, and so after I didn't quite like what the graphic designer had pulled together, again, he was using the information I gave him. I mm -hmm. just told him, pull this, take this out, take that out. And all was left was this house. So I said, let's kind of have it a little dark where you really can't see it fully. And that, you know, to be representative of uh, symbolic of the lies that are hidden. Right. And then with Bianchi, I thought maybe I'd go a little bit more traditional and, you know, have a sexy guy on the cover. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a little bit more, I think, traditional. But because he is a mob boss, I thought, you know what, let's add a, a, a piece, a torn piece of a newspaper on there. You know, he's hot. This is hot off the press. You know what we're reading about uh, Bianchi. So mm -hmm. I'm learning as an independent author, new author, the importance of the cover, uh, the importance <laughs> of getting some feedback, because I did get some feedback with the second and third versus the first. The first, I just went for it. So if I you know, did it all over again, I would make some changes to the first. But it is what it is, and you know, we learn as we go. Right. So tell me about uh, your work with Gail Washington and Kennedy Rockefeller. Um, I use ACX for those who don't know. It's the behind the scenes piece of Audible. And I found those two great voices. Um, mm -hmm. When I first did Reflections in the Audible, I didn't know how to market and didn't market it well. So I was at a point where I haven't really sold enough to even invest into doing another book in Audible. But then I thought, well, I don't want it to be not balanced. If it's available in audio for reflections, it should be available in the rest. Right. So I found a great voice 
who would be, you know, interested in doing like a royalty share with me. And I thought, there's no way in heck that this woman <laughs> to doing this because her voice is so incredible. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, but she had already made a decision that she was going to do so many royalty shares to 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 get get it going because she was just getting into doing audiobooks. She's a trained actress actor, but mm-hmm. she was just getting into doing audiobooks. And I didn't know that, but she agreed to the project. We hit it off. Our personalities hit it off. Um, she's she doesn't read. She acts out every word where you feel the emotion behind the words. And fortunately, she was um, available to do Bianchi as well. And I'm hoping that she'll be able to do the final installment when that's released. So it's been a great partnership. Um, marketing, Wealth Lies, and Bianchi. And I'm very appreciative to meeting her. It was uh, definitely ordained that I'm, that we met at the time that we did. That's awesome. My apologies if you hear my dogs in the background. One just shot out of the uh, sound booth. So apparently something's outside worth barking at. So my apologies if you heard that. <laughs> um, I know. If we're very rural here, we keep it real. We keep it real in this sound booth. <laughs> um, so talk to me about your writing process, especially writing um, for uh, audibles. Tell me how, about how that works for you. Do you wait, Since you've already done an audible, let me just ask you this. Do you see it differently now when you write? Do you envision how it's going to come out in that, in that version as well? No, I don't actually. I just, I, I keep it real simple. I'm not one to try to act like I'm, you know, got the, the perfect, um, you know, recipe or perfect um, method of doing anything. I'm just, I just keep it simple. I focus mm-hmm. on the story. I have my, my little outlines that I do before the, I start writing. Yeah, I try to think about the characters. Sometimes I add characters later, but think about the characters, their personalities, um, write my outline and I don't necessarily stick to the outline a hundred percent because inspiration occurs and you think of an idea and then I take notes on that and then plug it into where it best fits into the outline and go from there. So I really don't write and, and with that in mind, I'm just trying to focus on writing the best story that I can, this concise, clear, uh, enjoyable, um, and that has an end product that no one expects. I don't want anybody to expect the ending. I'm on this suspenseful thriller, romance thriller ride, and that's where my focus is, giving people plot twists, unexpected endings, uh, and shocking events. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. Um... So tell me, I got like one minute on the clock. I am going to stop that because that will go off like you will not believe. So let me put a pause on that. Uh, If we go over a little bit, it's fine. So tell me what's next for 2023. What's coming next for this year? What's coming next is Uh the fourth installment of the Reflection Series. I have not released the name yet. Um, And that is about... Um, Shannon, for those who don't know, I need to 
before I really answer that question, let me say this. Reflections uh, starts off in present day. Wealth of Lies goes back to 1955, Bianchi 1970, and then the fourth one will come back to present day. And so uh, readers will see some familiar, read about some familiar people from Reflections, the first novel, um, where Shannon was introduced. She's the best friend of Vivian, who was the main character in Reflections. So now Shannon gets her story told and finally, hopefully, finds love. Um, after years of heartbreak from various love interests. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my focus is to get that um, completed, published, and just be more in the community and uh, do some meet and greets and, and um, get moving on to the next novel, which would be a standalone. Nice. I want to thank you so much, Natasha, for speaking with us tonight. It's been um, very entertaining listening to you. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Um, for our listeners, before we sign off tonight, I'd like to take a minute and tell you about Amazon deals. Today's deal is a Shark AI Ultra 2-in-1 robot vacuum and mop, sonic mopping, matrix clean, home mapping, H-E-P-A, bagless, self-based, clean edge technology for pet hair, Wi-Fi, works with Alexa, black gold, and it's available with suction and sonic mopping. <laughs> it's no spot spits, empty itself, it tackles on your stain, and guess what guys, as me, as you heard all my dogs, it is great for pet owners. Currently, it is 43% off. It used to be $699 and it's $399. I'll make sure the links are in the, all the bios for the podcast tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys, and listening to us. You make my night, you make my week, you make my freaking month every time I listen and you guys are here with me. So thank you so much. Until next time, bye-bye for now.